The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Like I said, I've been following the um, midweek services of this church online, and I know you've been talking about glory. Somebody shout glory. glory. Come on, shout it like somebody just pinched you. Shout glory. glory. Hallelujah. It's been a blessing to me personally. Hallelujah. And this morning, very quickly, I want to talk about the pathway to glory, or the pathways to glory, the pathways to glory. You know, I've come to realize that when God speaks, he speaks not from your own circumstances. He speaks from his own will. Hallelujah. That's why a man like Epaphras in Colossians 4 verse 12, he would say that he would pray for the church in Colossae and he would say, I pray that you will stand complete and perfect in all the will of God for your life. Not your will, but his will. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be uh, talking, preaching, teaching this morning about the pathways to glory. In other words, the pathways to glory are things that enhance or lead us to manifestations quicker. How many of you want to get there quicker? How many of you want to walk in your inheritance? There is no point getting, you know, uh, what God has for you when you are almost out of this world. I believe that the Bible says that early will I seek thee. I believe that God wants to get it to you quicker. Somebody shout amen. amen. Like Saul, the Bible says that when he got into the company of prophets, he said that, uh, he realized that the, the donkey that he had been looking for all day long, you know, he, got, he found those donkeys quicker. Hallelujah. So I believe that there, there are pathways to glory. There are pathways to get into your manifestation quicker. Hallelujah. Before I go ahead, I need to also observe some protocols. All my people, hallelujah, I celebrate you. All the pastors, please let me appreciate all the pastors. They are lovely. If I begin to mention names, I'll probably get into trouble. But please let me appreciate them. Hallelujah. I celebrate you, sirs and mas. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the glory of God. I believe um, um, this has been dealt with a lot. And from what I have realized and found in Scripture, the glory of God is simply the presence of God manifested. The glory of God is simply God using his power on your behalf. I mean, we say it this way, the glory of God is all that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. So in other words, if somebody says that you have a glorious career, what do you think that is? In other words, you have a superior, you have a celebrated, you have a beautiful career. May God give you a glorious career in the name of Jesus. When they say that you have a beautiful home, a, a glorious home, a glorious marriage, it means that you have something that is enviable. Hallelujah. It means that Christ is manifesting himself. The manifestation of Christ in your life is called glory. Colossians 1 and verse 27, the Bible says that Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. In other words, Christ, I mean, Christ being absent, there can be glory. The presence of Christ, the manifestation of Christ in any life is the manifestation of glory. Number one, that scripture means two things. Number one, it means that if a man is not born again, there is no way under heaven that he can experience and manifest the glory that God has. Praise God. So can we do something very quickly? Listen, we don't have to preach a very touching message before you understand these things. Colossians 1.27 again, it says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. How many of you hope for glory in this place? Come on, talk to me. Are, are you, do you hope for glory? 
Now, but there is, a, there is a part of that scripture that precedes the hope of glory. It says Christ in you. So I want to ask you, I want to give you an opportunity. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. I'm unusually my preaching. Listen, you know, I want to give you an opportunity. If you don't know Christ, so that you can understand the remainder of this message. If you don't know Christ, I want you to just, you know, slip up your hand above your head and just say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I come to you today and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Make me brand new. In the name of Jesus, from today, I am accepted in the beloved. I'm no longer my past. I have a brand new life from this moment. In the name of Jesus. Can we celebrate with heaven? Hallelujah. Come on, celebrate with heaven. Praise God. That's how people get born again. Now that you are in Christ, the Bible says there is hope for glory. Hallelujah. There is hope for glory. Glory to God. And the second meaning of that scripture is the fact that you need to understand what the word Christ means. Christ is not the son name of Jesus. I'm sure you know that. Christ means Christos, which means the anointed one. So the manifestation of Jesus in your life is through his anointing. So when Jesus is at work in any person's life, things begin to happen. Jesus at work in your career, Jesus at work in your marriage, Jesus at work in your health, and every aspect of your life, things begin to happen. You begin to experience measures of glory. You know, we talk about from glory to what? Glory. You begin to experience some measures of glory. And I pray for you one more time, your life from this moment onwards will begin to experience glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So it is his presence manifested and his power manifested. No wonder, you know, uh, um, someone like Moses said in Exodus chapter 33, verse 15, he said, if your presence will not go with us, we don't want to leave this place. If your presence doesn't go with us. But listen, we have a better package in the, I mean, now that we are new creations. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and verse um, 5 and all the way to verse 6, it says, he will never leave us nor forsake us. So that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper, of whom shall I be afraid? So in the Old Testament, they were begging God, literally pleading with God. If your presence will not go with us, we don't want to leave this place. But I'm glad to announce with you that the presence of God is with you all the time. Hallelujah. The presence of God is with you anywhere and everywhere you go. Now what we now need is that presence manifested. Because you need to understand this. Imagine I have bodyguards who go around with me. And then there was a threat down the road. And my bodyguards were just standing, you know, doing nothing. That means they are with me quite all right, but they are not manifesting what they can do. So the glory of God is God manifesting his presence, his power on your behalf. And guess what God wants to do that for you? What would he do it for if not for us? Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says we have been accepted in the beloved. Behold what manner of love, 1 John 3, 1, that the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called what the sons of God. All the investment of God in Christ Jesus was for you and I. Hallelujah. And it was for you and I to, to, to walk in glory. Praise God. So when you see these things, and a, der a, a, a derivative of the word glory is glorious. So like I said a bit earlier, when they say that you have a glorious career, a glorious marriage, a glorious health, what it simply means is this, you have a celebrated health or celebrated career. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I receive it. The word glorious again means wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderful simply means wonderful. 
May somebody's life be filled with wonder in the name of Jesus. You know, when they say that, oh, you shared a testimony last week Sunday, and we are calling for another testimony this Sunday, you will be there in Jesus' name. In other words, your life should be full of wonders that people begin to wonder, what is it with you? And you will say, wow, it's the glory of God that is at work. Hallelujah. What again does it mean to, I mean, let me give you a scripture for, for that wonder. Isaiah 8 and verse 18. It's a scripture that King's Word was, I mean, uh, um, was founded uh, based on. The Bible says, I and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for what? Signs and wonder. Another way to say that we, we are for glory. Somebody shout, we are for glory. Hallelujah. The word glorious again also means beautiful. Hallelujah. Beautiful. This scripture I'm about to, you know, uh, um, share from was, it was when Pastor T was preaching several years ago that I came in contact with this scripture, Psalm 90 and verse 17. Psalm 90 and verse 17. Because I just keep seeing glory in, in that scripture. The Bible says, may, it says, may the beauty of the Lord, come on, let's read it together, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon and establish for us the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands for us. That's glory. That's what God wants for you. That's what God wants for you. So is there anybody who is now convinced that God really wants you to walk in glory? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now let's look at the pathways to glory. I'm just going to mention three of them because those, these are the three God asked me to mention or to share from or to share about. I'm just going to mention three. There are so many pathways. There are so many, you know, there are so many keys, 10 keys, 15 keys. There are two doors that, that lead into my house. There are two doors. I only use one door a lot of times. The backyard door I don't use. Hallelujah. Once in a blue moon I use it. But that front door works all the time. Hallelujah. So listen, you don't have to know all the 10 keys. Know the one God, God wants for your season. Hallelujah. Praise God. The first one is this. Listen. Humility. Humility. Glory and pride cannot mix. They cannot mix. Isaiah 42 verse 18 or verse 8, the Bible says that my glory I will not share with anyone. <laughs> glory and pride don't mix. They can never mix. We are here celebrating this man. And there is, I mean, this word describes Pastor T so well, humility. Am I right or am I right? I've known him for how many years now, but I, I, I came into close contact with him in the year 2001. Precisely around June, May or June 2001. I've known him before then, but like when he came, I mean, when he used to come to campus to, you know, check out somebody, you know. <laughs> Praise God. But anyway, my own encounter, Pastor Oida's encounter started before mine. Hallelujah. But my own encounter started around May, June 2001. I was praying. I just got, I mean, I just graduated from school. And I asked God, God, what's the next thing? NYSC was going to start January 2002. And God told me, go and tell Pastor T that I told you to work for him. I said, good. And I went to Pastor T. God told me to work for you. That's how I applied for my job. Please don't apply for a job like that way. I just walked up to him. I said, God told me to walk with. I mean, I thought he would say, oh, if it is God, then the answer is yes. Guess what he said? I said, okay, let me think about it. I, I was very naive at that time, very young in the faith. And, you know, it took his time. Pastor T takes his time. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. You know, the Bible says that he that believes does not make haste. Praise God. And then he came back, and of course, I heard God, he heard God, and then we started thinking that it was going to be a very large organization, and then it was, alas, somebody say, alas. alas. It was on his father's dining table. But you know, when God has spoken to you, nothing should change your mind. I didn't go back. I stayed. And, but I observed something. How humble, consistent this man was. He preaches what he says. He says what he preaches. He lives what he preaches. I observed him so well. And listen, I've come to realize that humility is a major pathway to glory. Praise God. And what is humility? Humility is the posture of your heart that positions you for God's grace and God's lifting. Because when, God's, when God lifts you, that's glory. Am I right? When God does what he wants to do in your life, that's glory. Glory is not some smoke. Glory is not some cloud. Glory is God's manifestation in your life. The Bible says that the one that is humble is the one that receives grace that lifts. Bible says that humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and it will do what? It will lift, it will exalt you. Praise God. So humility is not a, a posture of the body. Because you see some people, what's, what they call humility is just, this is humility, right? They just walk, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. But listen, you can be all this body-wise, but inside of you. Some people will even say, good morning, sir. Inside, outside, they seem to be bowing, but inside they are standing up. That's why God says, I don't look on the outside. I look on the inside. What's the posture of your heart? What's the posture of your heart? Because humility must become the reason, must become the, the, the reason why, you know, you, you, you do some things that you do. You know, I, I've shared this with my church before. Even up to the extent or to the point where how you share your testimony must be in a humble manner. Have you heard some people share testimony before? You almost say all the glory must be to you. But don't forget all the glory must be to who? Listen, whatever you see manifested in your life was God at work. It was never about you. So when some people share testimonies, it was like, ah, ah, really? Wow, you must be a, a superman. Praise God. And one thing about humility is this. Is this. If you don't do, when you do it for yourself, it is called humility. But when people force you to do it, it's called humiliation. So when we ask you, brother, walk in humility. You know what humility again is? Humility is when God tells you, use what I've given you. And you say, yes, sir. And you begin to use it. But you know what pride is? God tells you, I've put this inside of you. And instead of using it, you will not use it. Serve your gift to your church. Serve your gift to your community. Serve your gift to your family. But instead of doing that, you are not doing it. That is called pride. In Matthew 25, G, I mean, the master gave uh, three uh, sets of people, you know, different talents. And the guy that was given one, look at the posture of his heart. He went to bury the gifts. And when he came, when the master returned, he started saying rubbish. He said, I, I mean, I know you are a hard man. You reap from where you did not sow. You need to check the posture of your heart. Where the, where the usage of your gifts are concerned. Using your gift, serving your gift is a posture of humility. I used to be a former singer, but I'm, I'm sure they will never accept me again. I used to be a former keyboardist. But listen, 
I, you, I was there serving, even though I was playing rubbish, I'm so sure. But listen, I was humbly playing rubbish. I remember one day, Pastor Noah said, Jesus. He told me one day, he said, I don't like seeing you behind the keyboard. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't get angry. In my mind, I said, I know. <laughs> but suffer it to be so. There is no other keyboardist. <laughs> suffer it to be so. Because listen, some people think that it is when we give them big tasks that they can do it. There are some things you will have to do that is not even part of your calling. But listen, because of that background in music, in instrumentation, it is impacting on my church. Because if we is faithful in little, what will happen? Much will be committed into their hands. Humility. That's a pathway to glory. Praise God. Let me move quickly because the third point is really the main point. The second one is creativity. Somebody should say creativity. Creativity, creativity is a pathway to glory. Who is the greatest creator on earth? Somebody talk to me. God. Genesis 1 reveals God as a creator. Let me tell you what happens a lot of times. Creativity is when you learn to process things. When you learn not to leave things the same way you have been given. When you learn to take things from one stage to the other. You know, we talk about, again, from glory to glory. So anytime you are given something and you return it back to us the same way you gave it to us, you are not being creative. Because no, if that will not be celebrated, that will not be rewarded. Again, Matthew 25, that guy returned the one talent back to the master. And there was no reward, there was no glory. Creativity is, we gave you a song and you turned it around. We gave you a message and you reflected so much on it, you, you got revelation, you meditated on it, and you turned it around. In fact, it must be like, is that the same scripture I read before? Praise God. Some, I mean, Proverbs 12 and verse 27. Proverbs 12 and verse 27. The Bible says that a lazy man does not roast what he got in what? In hunting. A lazy man does not roast what he got in hunting. Never leave things in the same states that you have been given. At work, when they give you work, turn it around. Bring your uniqueness to bear. Is somebody unique in this house? God is not a duplicator, he's a creator. God is not a replicator, he's a duplicator. Uh, sorry, he's a creator. So never leave things in the same state. They give you 10 people to pastor, to, to watch over, turn that unit around. Because that is a pathway to glory. Because the lazy man will not roast what he got in hunting. But the Bible says that diligence is a man's best friend. And the diligent hand will be rewarded, will walk in glory. Praise God. Let me quickly read from this scripture. Projection, you will need to help me very well, very quickly. Matthew 5 and verse 14 and verse 16. I want to read it from the TPT and the message translation. Hallelujah. Matthew 5 from the Passion Translation. Can we read together, everybody? Want to go? Your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance, for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? Next verse. 
And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? You know, glory cannot be hidden. Hallelujah. So you're not meant for obscurity. Come on, lift up your two hands and say, I'm not meant for obscurity. I'm meant to be outstanding. I'm meant to be glorious. Come on, let's continue reading. Instead, it is placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. Next verse. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your father. The praise is never to you, but the manifestation belongs to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to the message translation quickly from verse 14. Everybody want to go? Here is another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the what? Come on, shout out again. Bringing out the God colors, creativity in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I am putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. <laughs> Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So be creative with your life. I get tired of people who return to me the, the things I give to them. You know, there is this uh, something in computing. They say garbage in. That's how a lot of people do in the workplace. Garbage in. But it should be garbage in, beauty out. Hallelujah. Garbage in, come on, talk to me. Glory out. Garbage in, creativity out. So when they give you garbage, turn it around. Because God has put a, a part of, uh, God has put his DNA inside of you. His DNA is that of a creator. God has put that inside of you. And every time you walk that DNA out, glory is the next thing. Praise God. Glory is the next thing. Last but not the least, honor. Honor. Somebody say honor. Honor is a pathway to glory. <laughs> and honor, in the Bible, the Bible talks about honor your father, honor your mates, honor your, your, your peers, honor your subordinates. The Bible says honor the brotherhood, you know, and such things. But I want to narrow down on honoring your pastors your parents, your mentors. This generation, we need to be careful. A generation that disregards parents, a generation that does not honor parents. In fact, there is a scripture that says that those who don't honor their parents, their eyes will be plucked out. And if your eyes are plucked out, you can't see nothing. I get what I'm saying. We must not be an honorless generation. We must honor. To, the word honor means that to make heavy. Let me speak a little bit of Yoruba. Honor means owuwolowo me. In other words, you are wuwo. That's Greek, right? Tell your neighbor you are wuwo. But it means that I value you. I treasure you. 
You mean something. Your words mean something to me. I'm not going to disregard your word. God said that they that honor me, I will do what? Honor. Honor begets honor. A church that honors is a church that will walk in glory. A church that honors is a church that will walk in glory. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. Look at what the Bible says here. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I will indeed, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will what? I will honor, and those who despise me, I will lightly esteem. God watches out for the honor system in churches, in families, anywhere people are. God always watches, uh, uh, watches out for honor. How are you honoring people? Again, I will narrow down to honoring your pastor, but please, honor cuts across every kind of relationship. Let me look at your neighbor and say, I honor you. Hallelujah. Praise God. First, First Timothy chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of what? Double honor. Can we stand up on our feet one more time except Pastor T? Can we just shout, Pastor T, we honor you, sir? Come on, say it one more time. We honor you, sir. We honor you, sir. Hallelujah. You may sit down right now. And I'm going to tell you what honor is. Because honor is not just what you say in your mouth. There are some things that really show that you really honor. Again, 1 Timothy 5.17 says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine. Now, what does it mean to honor? Really, God, I mean, this is the way God deals with me. He shows me principles from, from his word, and I begin to just practice the principles. Because principles are principles, right? Principles are principles. They never change. So once I see something and I see it as a principle, I begin to leave it, all right? Now, one thing I know about honor is that it, it, it connotes a principle of followership. Somebody say Followership. 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 It means, and this is it, listen, it was not Mark Zuckerberg that, that started follow, follow me or, you know, click on the follow thing. No, it started from the Bible. If you, if you say you honor somebody, it means that you must follow that person. Jesus said, follow me and I will do what? Make you fishers of men. Follow me. You can't say you honor Pastor T or your pastors and you are not following them. I'm not even talking about following them on social media. Following the things that uh, they dish out Sunday in, Sunday out, Wednesday in, Wednesday out, and all the other engagement all through the week. Paul said, imitate me as I what? Imitate Christ. That's honorable. Honorable. You follow them. Listen to me, people of God. Elisha was following Elijah. Am I right or am I right? But listen, let me now show you why the Elishas are different from the sons of the prophets. When Elisha was following Elijah, it was a rough journey. And the sons of the prophets, you need to be careful, the, 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 the camp you belong to. The sons of the prophet, they came to Elisha. Did you know that God is going to take your, your, your uh, um, uh, his, um, God's servant, Elijah, up today? They knew, but they were not following. 
How many of you sit in that seat, but you are not truly following? Eventually, who got the glory? Somebody. Who walked in glory? Elisha. The man that was busy following Elijah. Don't stand on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the boundary and you are saying, we know, we know that revelation. Oh, he preached it two years ago. We know it, we know it. You follow him. Like his message, listen to his messages. Make out time to listen to his messages. That's what it means to follow. Because if you, if you don't hear me, you cannot follow me. If you're not listening to me, you cannot follow me. Hallelujah. So listen to him. Esther followed Mordecai. The disciples followed Jesus. Timothy Silas followed Paul. Ask your neighbor, who are you following? Follow your pastor. You know what Jeremiah 3 verse 15 says? It's God said, I will give you pastors after my own heart. Shepherds after my own heart. Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. If he's not feeding you, you will starve, sir. And if you are starving, there is no glory. Simple principles. God told me, make it as simple as ABC. No time for deep revs this morning. Praise God. Follow him. Everywhere he goes. And I don't mean physically speaking. You can't follow him. He's only pastor in the... No. But there is... A... I mean, what did you do with last week's Sunday's message? What, what, what did he preach about last week's Sunday? Should we go there? I can call one of you. Should we go there? Let's have mercy. Somebody said he preached. <laughs> All right. So follow. What does it mean to honor? Give to him. Give to them. These are, listen, we are not of the world. We are in the kingdom. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. In this kingdom, these are kingdom principles. Let me read you a, a, a quick scripture. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 11. It says, if we have sown spiritual things to you. Paul was, say, was talking to the, 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 the church in Corinth. He said, if we have sown spiritual things to you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? Listen, this is not talking from a point of need. This is talking from a point of divine exchange. Glory, this is, I'm not the one that set it in motion. I'm not the one that wrote the Bible. Are you the one that wrote the Bible? Are you a, 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 are you a follower of God's word? Then you must follow these things. Every now and again, look for ways to give to him. There is something called a minister's offering. Matthew 10, 44 teaches this. Galatians uh, um, 6 from verse 5 talks about it. We must do these things, oh. Let me tell anybody we must do these things. Add the O, add the O. Say we must do these things, oh. I think it drives on the, the message. On a serious note. There are three people I give to that God has, has I mean, God told me to give to. I mean, as my pastors, my prophets, Dr. K, Pastor T, and one other person is not your business. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I just, and I, the way I program it is every quarter, one person is... January, the other person is February, the other person is. Listen, if you don't plan it, you will not do it. If you don't plan it, it doesn't have to be as frequent as, as I do it. There may be some months, oh, I have to skip it for because of other things. But listen, just let it be a, something in your heart. Second to the last, speak well about them. Speak well about your pastors. 
we're in a generation that just opens their mouth. Social media is allowing you to do that. They just open their mouth. The Bible says that there is a generation that speak anyhow. I pray that that generation is not this generation, but it's looking like it. But I believe those people are not in this church. Speak well about your pastors. I have a, I have a friend. Well, let me, let me call her a friend. It's all right. Every time there is a scandal about a pastor, she will call me. My mom said, why are you? She said, have you heard about? I said, what is it? Why are you always? He said, they are your fellow pastors. <laughs> I said, listen, you are not gracious. You are not merciful. You, have you not done, and I know her. She's like, what Jesus said in John chapter 4. You have had five husbands, and the one you have is not your own husband. Are we rubbing it in? But anytime we hear pastor, listen, let me tell you the truth. There's nothing Pastor T will ever do that will make me speak against him. There is nothing Dr. K will ever do that will make him. Does it mean that, I mean, there are not things that we can, uh, that, that needs correction? But listen, he is my pastor. He is a man. Before he is a man of God, am I right? Listen, honor him. Stop looking for the flaws. Reinforce his strength. Go out there, tell them you have a pastor. Go out there, tell them my pastor. Listen, the devil tries to bring up our weaknesses. Let him who is without uh, sin be the first to cast the stone in this place. Stand up on your feet if you don't have a sin. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't misstep sometimes. Reinforce his strength. That helps him a lot. And last but not the least. Listen. I've come to realize that every pastor's love language is act of service. Serve your pastors. And let me tell you how to serve your pastor. If you're in the choir, I wanted to say choir well. If you're in the choir, serve well. Okay, thank you, sir. Choir well. If you're in, the, if you're in ushering, if you're in technical team, if you're in sanctuary keeping, which other one? If you're in protocol, if you're in the, if you're in the mother's unit, thou sayest, mother will. <laughs> Listen, there is nothing that makes the heart of a pastor glad or gladder than seeing people just serving. I feel loved. I feel loved. I'm a pastor here. I don't know about you. But I, when I, oh, thank God for choir. Not that choir, choir, you didn't go for Riaza. Choir, you thought, I thought you should be meeting on Wednesday. And then as I'm moving from choir, I'm moving to ushering. Hey. You know what Peter, uh, Paul said, uh, I'm sorry, Peter said, he said it's not proper that we leave, the, we leave the, the ministry of the word and what? And prayer and be waiting on tables. It makes us glad when you stand in your place of call. So that the pastor can focus on the word and on prayer. But when you see the pastor is the, is the lead singer, head of usher, head of this one. Listen, that church can never grow well. So do you want your church to grow well? Yeah. Serve. Stand in your place of, uh, your, in that place that you have been called and serve. Don't do it for, for eye service. Don't do it so that you can, pastor, take and notice you. He will not notice you. But there is somebody that, somebody that notices you. And that person is the one bringing glory into your life. Hallelujah. Were you blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Those are the three simple things God told me to share with you. Humility, creativity, and what? Honor. Before I pray for you, anytime the word of God is preached, there's always a point of, you know, connection. There's always a point of action. There must always be a commitment. You, 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 you decide, God, I receive grace to go and do likewise. I receive grace to go and practice these things. And you don't be a forgetful error. That's why I believe you were writing now. You will listen to this message again. How am I going to position myself in a humble manner? How am I going to position myself in a creative manner? How am I going to position myself in honor? Honoring all men, but specifically honoring your pastors, honoring your senior pastor. So I want you to lift up your hand right now and say, Lord, I receive grace. Lord, I receive grace. Because every time the word of God is preached, there is grace. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, receive grace this morning. Talk to God at this time. Talk to God at this time, then I will pray for you. I will minister to, to, the, to the church. Father, we receive grace. We receive grace. For the arm of flesh will fail. We will not depend on our flesh. We depend on you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Father. You will teach us, Lord God, to walk in humility everywhere we, we find ourselves. Matakala vredushta. Lord, let the creative Jews inside of us. The Bible says that there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Lord, as we get to our workplaces, as we do, as we do our businesses, everywhere we go, Father, let creativity be the order of day. And Lord, help us to honor they that deserve to be honored. To be honored. Help us to honor our pastor like never before. To give to him, to speak well about him. To serve with him. To be the errands and the, and the oars. Hallelujah. So that the work will move forward. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray for so, uh, um, just two sets of people in this place. You don't need to come forward wherever you are. Your career has been going in some ways that you don't like. It's as simple as it sounds. I want you to just place your hand on your chest right now. And I'm just going to pray a simple prayer. It's the Lord that does these things. And Father, I stand in the grace that you have made abundantly available. The Bible says in John chapter 16 and verse 15, He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I chose you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. So Father, I pray for everyone in this place that need glory in their careers. Let there be a turnaround from this day in the name of Jesus. Let there be a turnaround in the name of Jesus. Let their testimonies now be that from this day, February the 20th, that everything turned around in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that work, that job, that career, that endeavor, that engagement that has been either to look down upon, no one coming through you, no one recommending you, no one calling for you. I pray for you that your Joseph experience will begin from today in the name of Jesus. That problem that only you can solve because of the creative juice that God has put inside of you, that problem will arise from the palace and you will be sent for in the name of Jesus. The one that needs to remember you, the one that needs to call for you, that needs to send for you, will send for you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you because it is done. And lastly, 
I want to pray for anyone having troubles in their marriage. For whatever reason, there is trouble in your marriage. There is trouble in your relationship. You may not be married yet, but you've just been having it rough. Father, I pray Colossians 2 and verse 2 for them. I prayed over them. You said that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. Father, I ask, Lord God, that everything that leads to encouragement, so that they keep seeing right, so that they don't give up, so that they don't draw back, so that they don't throw in the towel, Father, I pray that you will lead them into that place of comfort, into their goshen in the name of Jesus. Let their hearts be knit together in love. And let your will, your will which is glory, let it be fulfilled in these marriages, in these relationships, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and glory. Let your name be magnified, for you are the one who takes pleasure in our prosperity. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, thank you, Father. For it's in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Come on, somebody celebrate Jesus in this house. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.